Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Good morning, church. Great to be with you this morning. What a God we serve. What an amazing God. Creator, liberator, comforter, the author of the only living book ever written. And uh, it reminds me this week, we, we have been studying with the, with the leadership team, with the department heads, uh, the history of the church. And we've been looking at the formation of the Bible. And it was an amazing quote written, uh, written by the author of the book that we're looking at. And it said this about the Bible. The Bible has a self-evidencing quality. It's seen in it continually exercising a transforming power upon the lives of those that read it and believe it. Amazing words. So I encourage you, church, keep the living word of God. Keep it close to your heart and close to your decision-making in, in, in all aspects of your life and, and watch it transform you and those around you. And uh, So, uh, you know, this morning though, I'd like to start with uh, the final statement of my message and then unpack it for you going forward. Let me just say this. The true self is lived out when we discover God, accept He alone is sufficient, appreciate that He knows us better than we know ourselves, and have a contentment from Christ who is within us. Why don't you open your Bibles this morning to Psalm chapter 46. Before we read, let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning to do a few things, Lord, to give you glory, to give you praise, and to receive instruction and to receive wisdom, Lord. So we ask, Father, that you open us to receive, to connect with you, and to know you. We give you glory and praise in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, a holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made the desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amazing words. And we find in this, in this great chapter of Psalms, 
we find one of one of those lines that we know so well that is a it's been over the ages has been a, a contemplation and a meditation around around our great god and those words we know so well be still and know that i am god and the old meditation goes like this we take the time and we say be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am be still and know be still be it's a great journey of 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 starting with god and ending with peace you see one of the great challenges that we as believers have as we grow is that we generally uh, discover God in a moment of, of, um, that, that, that we've been humbled in. So our access to God first is it's not so much about God, it's, all, it's generally about us. I need you, Lord. Rescue me, Lord. It's not necessarily a, 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 an acknowledgement of our desire to know God and to befriend God, but it's, a, it's just a simple cry out for him to rescue us. Now, this may be our entry point into, into the things and the ways into relationship with God, but let us not leave it there. Today, I'd love to use this old contemplation and use it as, as that, we may, that we may discover just a simple pathway to a life of peace and contentment. Jesus actually said this. He said, you know, he talked about the pathway of peace and following him and those things. He says the, the, the reality of his words are that we need to deny ourselves and take up our cross and to follow him. Which points to a bit of an awkwardness in life, doesn't it, when you're carrying a cross. Because it looks like we're heading to our demise. When Jesus was carrying his, across, his cross to Golgotha, to Calvary, it looked and was his demise in an earthly sense. It's where he went to die. But in reality, that was the pathway to Jesus' glorification. And us carrying our cross may look to everyone else like we're on a, a path to demise. The ways of God may look like they're not heading where, anywhere in human greatness. But in reality, we're heading to the ultimate greatness, to, be, to rise with Christ and to be glorified with him. So let's begin. First thing we start with is, is, is the full verse. Be still and know that I am God. We start with discovery, don't we? In our, in our journey with God, we start with discovery. We learn and we consider who God is, what he's done and what he's said. And how do we do that? Our search for God, our search for knowing God. We, we read, we talk, we pray. We unpack the Hebrew names of God, El Shaddai, Jehovah Rophi, all those different, those different ways that, that, that God is, is referred to in the Old and New Testament. We look at the Trinity, the concept of, of community, of, of the unity and the diversity of the Godhead. And then we simply just meditate on God and, and His Word. The psalmist says in, 100, in, in 104, he says, May my meditation be sweet to him. I'll be glad in the Lord. 
when we meditate on God, takes us to a deeper place because we're, we're not caught in the process of learning. We, we actually rest our mind by remaining and, and considering and contemplating who God is and what he said. Romans 15, 4 says this, says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. We start with God in a season of discovery. And then if we're prepared after that season of discovery, step into a new season. We step into a season of acceptance. And this season's called faith. So we go on to the second, the second part of our contemplation, where God says, be still and know that I am. It's about faith now, isn't it? We've discovered, we've discovered who God is. We've contemplated who God is. And then we step into acceptance, which looks like faith. Acceptance of who God is looks like faith in our lives. And in Hebrews 11, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Once we accept that God's answer to every question is simply that I am, then faith becomes our life. Ask the question, in regards to wisdom and direction, who is greater? What does God say? I am. And then begins this to and fro between us and God. And he says, I am. And then we might return and say, well, in this moment, I am. But God says, no, I am. And as we go back to and fro, you know, we, we get caught trusting in our own sufficiency until we realize that only God is truly sufficient. When we trust in our own sufficiency, God is secondary until, until we become desperate again to need him and then we seek him in our desperation, but not simply for the fact that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Isaiah 40 says those great words that the youth tend to think of themselves stronger than they are. Then it goes on, it says, and they shall faint and be weary. In fact, it's, it, it refers to them utterly failing at their work, failing in their conflicts and under their burdens. But the beauty is soon they shall see the folly of trusting in themselves alone and they see the reality of the great I am. This is the search of our faith. The search of our faith is not just about our earthly hopes. In fact, it's not even at all to do with our earthly hopes. It's about accepting what we've discovered in our search. I love Ephesians 4, 6. It says, There is one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And then 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says this, For us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, all, through whom are all things and through whom we live. Amazing words when we, when we grasp the reality of God and when we accept that reality, then we discover, we discover the true version of faith. Isaiah goes on, he says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
Or we could say those who by faith rely on him and commit themselves to his guidance, they realize that God will never let them down. Acceptance that God is, which is the other way of him saying I am, the acceptance that God is, is where we shall renew our strength. What for? For his work, for his will, for his glory. And then from this season of acceptance, we move on to this seasonal phase of trust. And, and, and this is found in the, in the third part of our contemplation. It says this, be still and know. It's interesting, the concept of knowing, to be still and to know. This part of trusting God is, is not so much about knowledge. It's not so much about knowing God but appreciating that God knows you. There's some great wisdom from, the, from, from days gone before us that says this, in spiritual terms, to know is to know that you are known. So by now, in our journey, we appreciate that we're known. We've walked on this journey of discovery. Then we've stepped into acceptance. And once we've accepted that God is the great I am, then we begin to trust that he knows us. Well, you see those great scriptures that we read, like even the hairs of our head are all numbered. Psalm 139 says this, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. Hebrews 4 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. There's a real beauty in life when we accept that we are known. So much of our life is about being heard. You know, one of those, another saying says that um, to, to speak is to know that you are heard. And I think one of the things in life is we're trying to be heard, we're trying to be known, and when we accept that God knows us better than we know ourselves, a peace comes upon us. And then we can walk in this, in this confidence that we don't actually have to know everything. Once we are known ourselves, there's a peace attached to that relationship. And we step into this new season. We step we step into this season, we step from the season of trust to a season of contentment. And in the great contemplation, it sounds like this. Be still. This is one of the great mountains for our outside-in generation. This, our, this generation is so stimulated from the external messaging and external uh, sources of input. That for us to be still and content from within is one of the great battles. Contentment, not trying to solve the world or solve yourself or to be known. Not trying to solve sin. Not trying to solve your spouse or your friendship or your church or your government. Not trying to solve anything. But just simple contentment that you are who God created you to be. Peace and true rest. There's a great scripture in Isaiah 30, verse 15. It says this, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness 
and trust is your strength. This is the great test of the first three, isn't it? It's the great test of the first three because, you know, if you cannot be still, if you cannot be at peace, if you cannot be content, then we need to go back to the beginning. Because there's sometimes there's an issue that we haven't truly discovered God. We haven't accepted God. Or we haven't put our trust in God. It's an amazing consideration, isn't it? When, when we, when, when, you know, the simple test of being still. This is a problem. If anxiety comes upon us, if, if disruption comes upon us, or we, do, or we cannot handle the space, we can, we can, we can look back. And we go, have we discovered, have we spent enough time learning and considering and meditating on the greatness of God? Have we walked through the journey of, of accepting that and living a life of faith based on the fact that God is? And have we put our trust in the fact that God knows us completely? And then we step in to this amazing place which is the end of our contemplation, which says this, be. This is where you live your true life. Be the real me. Can you imagine living a life, just simply a life of communion with God, not a life of comparison, not a life of, of looking at, at what, the, what the majority are doing and, and you know, asking that great question, as a leader, where are you all going so that I know where to lead you? God's called you to be you. But to discover yourself, you first must discover the Lord. You next must accept the Lord. Then you need to put some trust in the Lord. And then find contentment in that. And then you get to walk your true self. We actually become those great words of Isaiah 40, 31 which says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. What does it mean? Firstly, it means we're flying. We mount up with wings like eagles. You know, our, you know in God's grace, what do we do? We ascend above the world. We ascend above the wisdom of the world. We ascend above the philosophies of this age. And we gain a new perspective. We gain a perspective that God is the God who was, who is, and who is to come. And there's a peace attached to that because there's less striving in the moment and more confidence in the King of all kings. So we gain this perspective. And then it says, you know, and, and then it says, we shall run and not be weary. Running refers to our direction. See, once we gain the broader perspective of eternity and, and life and, and time, we gain a perspective of our direction. Our long direction remains clear. We don't get weary in our vision. We don't get weary in our focus, focus because, because we have a new perspective. Our vision of the future is not wearied by what's in front of us in the moment. Because why? We can see what's on the other side of it. Like Jesus says that because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And then thirdly, it says we shall walk and not grow faint. I just want to encourage you that this, this can be referring to our, our, our confidence to walk in God's ways, according to 
His commandments. He says, baptizing, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and teaching them to, to obey my commandments. There's a peace attached to them. There's a, there's a cheerfulness. We don't grow faint in doing, in doing the good things of God, in walking in the ways of God. And we trust that in season we will reap the harvest. I love the consideration that all creation brings glory to God. How does it do it? How does a tree bring glory to God? A tree brings glory to God by being a tree. How do you bring glory? By being yourself. Let's consider that beginning statement. The true self is lived out when we discover God. When we accept that He alone is sufficient. When we appreciate that He knows us better than we know ourselves. And when we find a contentment from Christ within us. We must draw near to Him now. The Bible says in Revelation, Behold, He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's put an offer there, hasn't he? I think it's Thomas Merton who, who once said, the things in life which are essential are never imposed upon us. Why? Because true love is always offered but never imposed. God has offered you the free gift of salvation. He has offered you his love and his friendship. But he hasn't imposed it upon you. So we must seek it. Seek and you will find, the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You see, it's those things that are unessential that impose themselves upon us. So we must go out of our way to walk the journey that we've discussed this morning. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Father, we come before you. We submit to you this word this morning. We submit to you that our heart is to know you and to accept you, and to trust you, and to be content in you, and then to walk the journey of life with you. May your peace be upon us as we consider this great truth this morning. Amen. Please join with me, church. Please join me with me at the table of Jesus and all those who love and follow him. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. So we take this moment and examine ourselves. We ask that the Lord would show to us those areas of our lives that he requires us to surrender to the redemption of his cross.
loving God, by the blessing of your provision, we hold this bread and cup, which has come first from your creation and then from human hands. May we know your presence in their sharing. With them, we celebrate the life that Jesus shared with his followers throughout the centuries and shares with us now. We thank you that we are made one in Christ and one with each other. Amen. Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together, church. And in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Great is the mystery of our faith. Jesus has died. Jesus is risen. Jesus will come again. We are brothers and sisters through his blood. We have died together. We will rise together. And we will live together. Amen. Great to be with you this morning, church. Every blessing to you and your family and to your household. We look forward to seeing you all soon. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.